0: Thanks for listening. It's Donna and Steve with DJ Rock Lost. My doodad. We got music news. Yeah,
1: beat.
2: It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. Yeehaw! And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This, this, this is the beat. beat, beat, beat. You like the beat toes?
3: Yes.
2: I went to a Beatles tribute show on Saturday night.
0: Of course you did, Rocco. And you
2: won't believe it, somebody recognized me from the radio. Really? No, that's, oh, that's how not cool true. I am. But go ahead. <laughs> we have more beat. We have more important Beatles information than this.
0: Okay, uh, how was the ever show? Ever since,
3: ever since he went on the. Yacht. <laughs> I
0: know
2: <laughs> the show was pretty good. they're called the Fab Four. They were like they dress up like the Beatles. They do costume changes. We brought uh, my ten year old who's kind of going through a Beatles thing, and Fun. his fifth grade friend who's also going through a Beatles friend Great. thing, and they uh, they super loved it. And uh, yeah, yeah. Where did this take place? This again? was at the Pantages Theater in wow. downtown. Manhattan. Oh my gosh! It didn't sell very well. It was basically. Basically, oh. just like the first 10, 15 rows or so.
0: Oh
3: wow! Oh, oh boy! You know, you ever wonder how do performers feel when they come out on oh, stage? Oh, and then They're they see like, like, like two hundred people there. Woo!
2: But I recommend it if you're uh, if you're into the Beatles, they do a, they do a bang up job.
3: Okay. Um, okay. They, do they age throughout the thing? Yes, they do. They okay. start that's out cool. as
2: like a. They they actually brought their own Ed Sullivan with them. Oh, that's fun. And uh, so he introduces them, and like it's the it's like 1963 or whatever. And then by the end, they're, uh it's like 68, 69. In fact, I think. John Lennon does Imagine, so that's even
3: later oh, than that. I um, but prefer yeah, it was the Gal Gadot version.
0: <laughs> oh <my laughs> Said gosh. no one. All right, well, Paul McCartney is setting the record straight that John Lennon was the one to break up the bite-alls. Oh, no. You could tell like he just wants to clear his name because I think he was the one who made the announcement. But there is an upcoming um, uh, docu-series, I think, or... It's the BBC Radio 4. Um, So he did this interview, and he said, I didn't instigate the split. That was our Johnny. John walked into a room one day and said, I am leaving the Beatles.
3: Whoa. Well, you know, you kind of got to tear the Band-Aid off when you do that, right? Yeah. Never comes across the way you want it to.
0: Well, I think... I mean, he goes, it doesn't get any more instigating than that, right? You walk mm-hmm. in and you say, I'm leaving, but you're, like, basically the lead singer. Yeah. Is
2: this, I mean, is this that big a news? I kind of always thought it was the... Me too. John and Yoko, Yoko. kind of had their own
0: thing, mm-hmm. and everybody's
2: like, okay, and they're like, yeah, we're going to go do this. And
0: then... That That's what I thought, too, so I don't know why it's a headline today, but he said, this was my band, this was my job, my life, I wanted it to continue... Um, He said after John's announcement, he and Ringo and George were left to pick up the pieces and they were told to keep quiet by their manager since business deals had to be made first. Hmm. And then the point of it was that John was making a new life with Yoko. And he said John had always wanted to sort of break loose from society. Um, But he said, you know what? They were a great couple. There was huge strength there. Hmm. You know that they were so irritated by her. <laughs> yes.
3: She Donna, was something else. <clears throat> Donna, do you want
0: oh, to... Oh, Warzone!
3: Uh, Rocco, do you remember the War smash zone. hit banger by Yoko that came out, what, f- three years ago? And it's called Warzone. Okay. And it's, uh, I mean... We think it should be everyone's alarm setting. I think it would be, you know what it would be, Rocco. It would would have been a more fitting. They play that like uh, what is it? The Danube song in the Squid Game for when it's right. time to play a game. This would have been a better song to Waza. play.
0: I Did, mean, does she, she
2: sing or is it just- oh, yeah, she's yeah, coming Warsaw. in? Okay, okay. war
0: We're living in a war zone. Okay, so she's a performance right. artist, you know. She's gonna do the weird stuff that you see at the Walker
3: Warzone.
2: She's not for everyone, but she certainly was for John Lennon. I mean, he was like head over heels.
0: Yeah, they just they were madly in love.
2: Yeah,
0: I uh, just so, he broke uh, up
2: the Beatles over. Yeah, her. that's how much there is a her.
0: line on one of those. Um, oh, was it Third Rock from the Sun that I loved? And it's like she's like that. Yoko person who broke up her husband's band.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but you know that would be annoying. You're you've you've got this group of friends who are making a living together. And then in comes this outsider mm-hmm. who's now influencing one of the people in your group.
3: Rocco's kind of like our Yoko.
0: <laughs> yep.
2: Yeah.
3: When totally. you think of it that way.
2: I mean, bef- when I joined the show you were on a television program and now you're not. Oh my
0: gosh. <laughs>
3: Rocco is our Yoko.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. I never realized this. I love it. Anyway And uh,
3: wait, now in bigger breakup news
0: Oh yeah, Rascal Flats. Is this real? Yeah. So Joe Don Rooney.
3: Who is the guy who looks like Guy Fieri?
0: No, that's Gary Lavox. Okay. So he's Gary Lavox is the lead singer. Joe Don is uh, guitar. Anyway, he quit the band. And it is not clear when that departure took place, but it left Gary Lavox really sad about how the band, which was part of his life for more than 20 years, how it ended. He said it kind of came out of nowhere and I was like, "Let me try to wrap my head around this." And then he said he certainly was not okay with the pandemic, which canceled everything. And they were supposed to go on this farewell tour. And he said, I just hate the way it ended. And I hate that we didn't get to do this tour. I can't stand the fact that it just feels there's no closure with something that we've been so blessed with for so long. And he said it'll always be in his heart. But then they um, they never did officially announce a breakup. But Gary says that he has not spoken to Joe Don Rooney. Oh, my. Mm, and, That's but which is his? Well, I know he was dealing with a DUI recently. Sure. But, mm, well, what do you do? Jeez. Oh, Go solo.
3: Uh, one other quick thing here uh, about Adele, who is in the news Adele all over Dazeem? the place right now. Adele Dazim, <laughs> the wickedly talented. Um, Adele said that she, the reason that she moved to, she's in the November Vogue issue, I guess. Big deal. And, uh, I mean that it's a big deal. Um, she owns three mansions, apparently one right beside the other in Los Angeles. The reason that she moved to Los Angeles from London was because she said she couldn't afford the kind of houses she could get in LA in London.
0: Oh, wow. And she spent
3: so much time in a car and then in an office building, in a car or in a studio that she needed to get to a place where she could just be outside, see the sky, breathe in. And so uh, of all the places in the world, she went to L.A. And I guess, and tell me, is this not weird or what, that um, one of the houses in this like three houses right beside each other that total, by the way, $30 million, these these next three mansions next door to each other. Um, one of those homes apparently is where her ex-husband Stays, oh, because wow, she wanted kid. to keep them close for the family. Which I thought that's a that's a pretty decent thing to do for the sake of the child. Yeah, tough for the ex husband, I bet. Right,
0: you know? but mm. but
3: cool for the kid.
0: Yeah, so you can have mom and dad together, which is yeah. nice. Does um, Gwyneth and- Paltrow do that with Chris Martin?
3: Is this what uncoupling is? I think so. Um yeah they got a they've got a 9-year-old son uh, Adele, and her ex-husband Simon Konecki do. And so they wanted to move to replace the or to uh, increase the quality of life. By the way, they pushed her on it too and said, "Really? You got to go LA gets you more house than London." And she was like, "No, no, no, seriously. I looked and I could not afford for that same kind of house I couldn't get it here Weird. in London." Which is bizarre.
0: I have Taylor Swift news very quickly. I know we got to go. Come on. All right. Uh huh. Uh huh. She's forever, ever, ever, ever talking about Taylor. Taylor Swift's Fearless, Taylor's version, returns to number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart for a second week. It's a non consecutive week, but second week. Number one out of 200 albums. Taylor Swift's Fearless. Thanks, Donna. You bet. This has been Taylor Swift. She's forever, ever, ever, ever. Talking about Taylor.
2: All
3: right, think about this. We got to go. What's a movie that you sort of dragged your feet on watching, but people are like, you got to watch it. You got to see it. And then when you did... It lived up to the hype. There's a really cool article out today about a movie that is turning 25 years old. This cool oral history. I'll link it up on the Donna and Steve show page. Uh, But I'll tell you what that movie is because it was one of the ones that I just never wanted to watch. Finally watched it. It was awesome. We'll tell you about it when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk.
0: Listening to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment.
3: Donna and Steve experience.
0: I forgot.
3: Honestly, Thrar. we're either doing it or we're not.
0: <sighs> okay, it's going to take a little bit of time. You're right. I'm sorry. But it certainly is an experience, that's for sure. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, is there, a, is there
3: a movie in your life that people really just were hyping up, telling you, oh, you got to see it, you got to see it, and you are dragging your feet, and then you finally watched it,
1: mm. and one of
3: the rare times in life, mm-hmm. it actually lived up to the hype, maybe even exceeded the hype. Yes. Donna, you lead the way, my dear.
0: You and um Ryan Perpich.
3: God rest his soul. Balto.
0: Hopes. No, but <laughs> Balto. I remember also, that. I'm going, what is Balto? Ew. Ryan
3: is still alive, by the way.
0: Oh. Yeah, we saw him. Yeah,
3: uh, works Friday. at the
0: Channel 5 newsroom. He's doing well. Yeah. yeah, you guys were trying to convince me. Like, you were like, oh, you never saw the sand lot. You're yeah. like, you have to see it. And I'm like, okay, I'll put it on the list. Well, that very next weekend, I went up to the cabin and I was going through my little drawer of DVDs and found a brand new, unopened copy of The Sandlot.
3: Whoa.
0: And I put it in. Put it in, yeah. (laughs) And I watched it and I freaking loved it.
3: I think that's great.
0: It was such a good movie. I love, love, love that movie.
3: I had this with two different movies, um, one of which turned 25 just this month. Um, one was Catch Me If You Can. My mm. brother Scooty had said, oh, you got to watch this. You got to see Catch Me If You Can. And uh, and then I did, and it was really, really wonderful. Another one was That Thing You Do, which just turned 25. And uh, TheRinger.com, which if you're unfamiliar, The Ringer... They do some long form articles mm-hmm. and they put together a deep dive in oral history of that thing you do and how this had essentially come to Tom Hanks. I'll, I'll link this up to it is a it's a long read, uh, but how this idea had come to Tom Hanks. He'd always sort of been a fan of one hit wonders and he was uh, he was coming off of two back to back Oscars like that's the point in the in the career that he was in was here's what he said. He said, I started writing it in earnest that thing you do the movie, the screenplay. When I was in South Carolina doing Forrest Gump, I wrote an 11 page treatment that I just blew right through. And when I was done with Forrest Gump, all I was doing was promoting Philadelphia, Mm. surviving the trophy run season. And for the next six months, promoting Forrest Gump, I wanted to be carrying something in my head, completely void of anything about the Oscar race or the box office, and so while I was flying the world doing all that press, I began working. And he said, by the time uh, that I by that time I'd worked with Nora Ephron quite a bit, and I'd always send any idea that I had to the prolific writer Nora Ephron. Does any of this make sense to you? He would say, and she was extremely helpful and pulled no punches. At one point, saying, "You have so many characters and scenes in here; it's like Scorsese run amok." So you end up learning a little bit of discipline from what Nora Ephron is sending you. So he just kept. Doing this, there was a, uh, an interesting thing about our buddy Steve Zahn, Minnesota's own. We yeah. love him, yep. who famously is in That Thing You Do. It's very fun. And he, uh, here's how he was told. He played Lenny in That Thing You Do. He said, my manager was like, this writer wrote this movie, and they just want to hear it. Will you drive into the city and do it? So Steve Zahn said, I was like, yeah, who's the writer? And she just
1: gave me some fake name. Hmm. I was rather shocked.
0: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner. L.L.C. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
1: Blinded by the
3: Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. There. And then he was like, oh my gosh. And Hank said, Steve's on, delivered the performance of the ages and made Aww. me laugh my head off. Steve stuck every freaking landing It was astonishing. So there's this full write-up, the oral history, if you like reading that style, as they talk about it. It was 25 years ago. So Christian Unser over at Twin Cities Live had been saying, you've never seen that thing you do? And I've had people say this forever. And this movie came out in 1996. So finally, sat down, watched it. And that, that song, that thing you do, yeah. you just can't get out of your head once you hear it when you're watching the movie because it must play a gazillion times.
0: I don't think I've ever the seen the movie in its entirety. I don't think
3: I have either. Oh, guys. Yeah, no. You might like seeing it. I think you would enjoy it. It's, uh, you know, Tom Hanks had looked into these one hit wonders, and he said one of the things that, he, that sort of made him want to do this was uh, there was a time when I think Ringo got sick. And was off for eight weeks. And they were like, should we stop the tour or what? And they are like, no, we're going to bring in a replacement drummer while you're healing. And then this replacement drummer comes on and does eight weeks with the Beatles. And Tom Hanks was saying, I, I just was always mesmerized by that and wondered, what was that guy's experience like? For eight weeks, he was a part of the hottest show on the planet.
0: Yes. that. I, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so
3: with that thing you do, so... he was exploring the one-hit wonder side of life of like, What's this like when you just go on this, you're nobody, and then you become a smash hit, and you burn out, but you burn bright.
0: Wasn't there a story, a movie, about a guy who was brought up to play drums or something from the crowd, and then, you know, he ended up being hired? Yes. Am I making this up?
3: No, and you know, and I saw this movie a year ago and forget much of it because that's just how my my brain works. But I believe that the guy who ended up becoming like the front man wasn't supposed to be in it, right? And then he ended up coming in it because somebody like to Tom Hanks's point Got about sick the Beatles, or, yeah, yeah someone had to step out. Guy comes in, becomes the star. You're the star, kid. We love you. You're great. And then he ends up going on this incredible ride um, that burns very bright, but eventually has to flame out if you want to read that whole thing like i said i'll throw it up on the uh
0: you're so generous
2: page, steve. and that's
3: just a part of my service
0: thank you steve
2: no additional charge not yet cool
0: so i can't wait to find out what today is national you know what National. There's a lot I'm of I'm not doing f- that.
2: What are you oh, talking about? For the fine. college pop culture. I'm Tornado's? not going to tell Why? you because that'll give you four minutes to Google it, but I'm, I'm going to go holiday free today.
0: Okay. It's yeah. going to
2: be based on something I watched last night on the television. One of those things where I sat down, I was going to go to bed, I was going to watch just a little bit of something, and then I ended up watching all three episodes of this
3: something.
0: Oh, I can't wait. Yes. Let's get a caller on the line. Yeah.
3: Give us a call. 651 641 1071. That's the number that you can call. You can bet on me or Donna. And if you bet on the right person, you will win a fantastic prize from us here at My Talk. So call now, 651-641-1071. We all find out the topic together. Then we return, it's Donna and Steve, the experience on MyTalk. Time to
2: go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host. DJ Rock Lobster. Lobster. I want to see how smart you are. I do want to see how smart you are. We've got Tina on the phone. She wants to see how smart you are. Um, what if I told you I watched something on HBO last night called The Way Down? Mm.
3: What's that, what was that about, you know? uh, Tina? The, the Way Down was about uh, the mm-hmm. British columnist who was got it caught in the the crime ring,
2: Donna mm. was closer it's about <laughs> it was about kind of a religious church out of Tennessee where they mixed in like weight loss with religion and some people thought it was a cult and then I'm listening it was a plane crash mm. anyways I was I wasn't even planning on watching it, and then I watched like one, and then I ended up watching three, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, it made me think. I'm going to quiz you guys on HBO documentaries from the last uh, couple years, so they're fresh. Oh, They're fresh, and what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you like the title or the subtitle, Okay. and you're going to tell me what that documentary was about. Oh, Lord. And here to see who she thinks knows more about recent HBO documentaries is
3: Tina... Hey, Tina.
0: Hi, Tina. Hey, guys. How are oh, you? We're
3: good. Oh, my gosh. So good. Thank you for asking. Awesome.
0: So
2: um, do you, who do you think knows more about HBO documentaries? Donna you know Valentine or Steve I'm have Patterson? i my girl
0: Donna.
3: Yeah. yeah. Woo.
0: I hope I don't let you down. All oh, right. Because I know nothing. Okay. okay, okay we'll try. We'll try our best.
2: That's yeah. all we can do. I mean, What's yeah. the
3: topic again? Dieting?
2: Uh, that no HBO documentaries is the topic of oh, this okay. game, but all I did right. watch a uh, that was the documentary the last out. night. It was uh, religion meets weight loss, blah blah blah. I'm
3: all ears, man. Sounds yeah. like a new cult. All
2: right, yep. I got to go. we'll take some time to watch that. <laughs> um, all right, Steve's all right. gone. <laughs> Tina's going away. Okay,
0: it's just us.
2: It's just me and you, Donna.
0: Ooh,
2: I'm gonna name three uh, HBO documentaries. You know, it's either gonna be the full title or maybe just the subtitle. Okay. And you're going to tell me what the documentary was about.
0: Oh, okay.
2: And it's going to go like this. We'll start with this one. This was from 2019. The movie, the documentary was called At the Heart of Gold. What was it about?
0: Mm. It was uh, about the Olympics.
2: Any more specifics?
0: I, uh, I'll i get back to it.
2: Okay, how about I'll Be Gone in the Dark, 2020?
0: Yeah, that's about the, the San Francisco murderer guy that um, pa- Patton Oswalt's wife, Michelle, was writing the book on.
2: And how about this one from this year, The Crime of the Century?
0: The Crime of Of the century. Uh O.J. Simpson. It's about O.J. Simpson. And the Olympics uh, skating. Skating at the heart of gold. I think it's about Michael Phelps.
2: Okay. We'll see if Tina has thoughts. Tina, Tina, do you watch any HBO documentaries ever?
0: Uh, No, no, not recently. But my only concern, would it be about uh, NASA at all? (gasps) Oh, at the heart of gold. Ooh. I don't know. I the gymnasts. That's... Yeah. Um, yeah. L- Larry Nasser. It is about. Yeah. L- okay, I like that. Larry Nasser and the whole Olympics gymnast scandal. I like that. Let's assault. go
2: to question two. I'll be gone in the dark. You said it was about the uh, uh, murderer, the serial killer that Patton Oswald's wife, mm-hmm. uh, Michelle, wrote about. How do you mm-hmm. feel about that, Tina?
0: I feel. Great.
2: And then the third one, The Crime of the Century, that was from 2021. Donna said it was about O.J. Simpson.
0: I'm going to go with that because I don't have a clue. And I feel like that's what they called it. I do, too. I think you're right. We'll find out. All right, we'll get Stevie Boy back in here. Okay, we're waving at
2: Steve and potting him up.
0: Come on, Steve. He's playing the guitar. uh, He's actually wiggling it, throwing it in the air. I don't know why he's not (laughs) looking at us. Hi.
2: Hi, Steve. Hey,
0: dude. (laughs) <laughs> what is wrong with him?
2: He's uh, rocking out. Here Hi. we go. Here he's back. Hi, Steve.
0: What hey are guys? you doing, you weirdo?
3: I lost my pick in the guitar. Oh, you're trying oh. to shake it I out. I dropped it in.
0: Oh, uh, shoot. shoot.
3: I was doing some Eagle Eye Cherry, too. It oh, great. the time. Okay. It was great. And then I <clears throat> lost my pick.
2: All, All right. right um, Tina's still here if you want to say anything to her.
3: <laughs> Save tonight. Thank
2: you
0: fight the break of all right steve thinks we're at church camp (laughs) (laughs) well he was talking
3: about the dieting stuff i thought maybe we could do an altar call whatever
2: (laughs) Mm. okay well i'm i'll put uh, tina back on hold uh donna's gonna sit there and smile and i'm gonna ask you three questions about hbo documentaries steve these are recent ones the the earliest one is 2019 the latest one is from this current year it's
0: pretty convoluted by the way it's so convoluted (laughs) it's just
2: crazy um, I'm either going to give you the full title or maybe just the subtitle and the, and the year, and you tell me what that HBO documentary is about. And it okay. starts with this one from 2019. The subtitle was At the Heart of Gold.
3: Uh, Gold Rush, 1800s.
2: Okay. Second one is I'll Be Gone in the Dark from 2020.
3: Gone in the Dark. Uh, Luciano Pavarotti. Okay,
2: and the third one, the crime of the century from
3: mm. 2021. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds
2: like 9/11. Steve needs to mix in some documentaries in his life, right? 9-11.
3: Um. Okay. Legalized like Sherry. An inside look is my second answer.
2: Okay, okay Steve, you're. Fired. I think Tina's gonna get a. I think Tina's gonna get a what t-shirt, and Steve's gonna these? get an assignment. What did it Steve put
0: like... for the say for the first answer?
2: The Gold Rush of 1849. Okay. I think and,
0: 1800. and what is the
2: answer? <laughs> the answer was Tina helped you with this yes. one. It was the uh, Larry Nasser um, physician sex scandal with the uh, uh, U.S. Gymnastic team.
0: I got the Olympics part, but he yeah. wanted something more specific, and okay. we thank you, Tina.
2: Um, I'll be gone what in the about? dark. Donna nailed that. Was about the Golden State Killer, about the book written by uh, Patnauswald's late, uh, late wife, Michelle. Yes. yes. Um, I don't remember what Steve said. Maybe I something said about eagle-eyed it. cherry, That's what or I like uh,
3: behind the music, kind of a vibe. But
2: yes. whatever. Um, and the crime of the century, nobody got it. Was kind of a tricky one. That one was about the opioid crisis and the Sackler family, family and Purdue Pharma.
3: So we're tied.
2: No, I think Steve got zero and Donna oh. got uh, two. So that's okay. not a tie.
3: All right. Hey, <laughs> Real stickler
2: for the rules. Right? <laughs> yeah, already.
0: So yeah, Tina a t- wins a shirt. How about a fun tiebreaker? Okay, sure. For That'd be fun.
2: What? I'm going to pull up the name here. Um, I think I know the answer here. What is the name of the HBO documentary about this guy?
3: Steve. Steve. Finding Neverland.
2: I think it was... I think it was Leaving Neverland. Yeah. But I think you might be right. There is two about, right?
3: I don't know. Just give me credit.
0: Okay, fine. You get a quarter of a point. Nine. Finding
2: Neverland was something different. Leaving Neverland was the Michael Jackson thing. Oh, boy, so.
3: Finding Neverland is a uh, 2004 Johnny Depp movie. Yes, but
2: Leaving yeah, Neverland is the Michael thing. Yeah, I saw that. That was really sweet.
0: With that, um, who's the little boy who was in that with him? I'll, I'll tell you. Tell you
2: it's definitely. Freddie Highmore. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> it is.
2: Because I also Googled it.
0: Freddie Highmore?
1: That's who now
3: plays... Name. That's
2: um, not
0: right. I'm looking at it. Is P- oh. Fre-
3: Freddie Highmore now playing that doctor's show? On ABC? Oh, right. The Good... No, The Good Doctor? The, the Good Doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: The
0: Good Doctor.
3: Yep. Uh, Tina coming
0: in. What's, what up, what was that movie called? <laughs> Finding Never... Land. Neverland. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought this was like a really sweet...
3: I think it is.
0: I don't think it's what I thought it it's was. It's a little demented. It's demented? It... A little bit. Okay, this exactly. is not... Oh, yeah, there's that sweet little boy. So cute. All right, Tina. <laughs> so we'll Steve
2: went over for 4. That means... Okay. I think oh, that means oh. Tina wins two t-shirts. I'm not sure, but.
0: Wow. <laughs> there you Good. go. Tina, have a great rest of your week. So happy Thanks for you, guys. Tina. Thank you. Uh, me too. Steve.
3: What? Don't be fake. I'm sorry. You're
0: not happy for her. You don't like know. losing.
3: I was trying to just say it to conjure up the feeling. Oh, Donna, what would you do? Okay, you probably have RSV. You tried playing the guitar if during you, the quiz. You put, uh, you accidentally dropped your pick in the guitar, I'm which sorry, is a whole thing sorry. to get it out. I
1: know, it's it's a
3: thing. I wanted to sing you guys Eagle-Eyed Cherry. Then you said it was like I was at church camp. Oh, yeah, I'm kind of going through the washing machine of emotions <laughs> this right now. one time
0: at church camp. <laughs> I'll hit this button. Time for a tip. What?
2: Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy.
0: Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Okay, here's the story. McDonald's is giving teachers free breakfast all week, just like they did with uh, first responders and healthcare workers earlier this year. Any educator with a valid ID can get a free breakfast meal every day this week. You can choose from an Egg McMuffin, a Sausage Biscuit, Uh, Or a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit, plus hash browns, and a drink. That is very generous. Wow. I'm going to text all the teachers I know right now.
3: That is really good. Wow.
0: Way to go, McDonald's.
3: Yeah. You know, and all you got to do is spend, spend like an hour in a classroom. Yeah. And you will realize that the teachers walking among us are saints. They're just... Kids are just nuts. Yeah, and when there's a bunch of them together, I mean, it's really oh
2: my gosh! I took two ten year olds to a Beatles concert on Saturday. I, <laughs> m- all my wife and I could talk about was their poor teachers. Oh, my oh, gosh.
0: why do you say that? Because they're a couple goofballs. They're just that... crazy. <laughs> yes, I think it depends on the age. If you're talking high school versus, you high know, sixth a whole grade, bag. Then you
3: got attitudes. You got people who think they're adults and they're not. All sorts. Another level of disrespect that you're dealing with.
0: Yeah. Okay.
3: We did. Lou and I taught um, like Sunday school a couple years ago for first to third graders. There were like 25 or 30 kids some days. And it was like, oh my gosh, these kids are love them. And they're crazy. And I did it for an hour, like once a month. And it felt like, good Lord, what if I did six hours, five days a week?
0: Talk to my family more about this because uh, they love their job. I have a sister, a niece, two nephews, a cousin, a brother-in-law, a Mama. high school friend are all teachers. Wow. And they That's all amazing. seem to really love what they do. Well,
3: I think a lot of teachers feel that way. They feel like it's like a calling. Like this is what they were, they were made to do. Right. And right. thank God, thank that God for that. No it's kidding. like
0: doctors. Thank you. For knowing uh, what you know. We should go. Let's
3: go. All
0: right. Get, don't watched, forget your free breakfast.
3: Go get your free breakfast at McDonald's, teachers. We love you. Um, I watched a new movie, quote unquote movie, on Disney Plus over the weekend. <sighs> Meh. Oh, and no. I really wanted to like oh, it. Oh, no. Yeah, I'll tell you what it was. When we come back, it's Don and Steve on My Talk.
0: Hey, good morning. Um. Donna and Steve, at your service on My Talk <laughs> 1071. Rocco. Everything entertainment. Be professional. Up. At your Sorry, at your service, people. Rocco My Talkers. You're not supposed to say these things out loud.
3: We're at your or at your service. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to mix it up. Yeah. Man. Don't draw yeah. attention to it.
3: Is this bringing back PTSD from working on LoJ it again? It really is.
2: That's why I try to, <laughs> I try to laugh about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the therapist said to do. <laughs> I did talk to Grant about that conversation we had. I, I told him to give a listen to us talking about him, feeling awful for him.
3: Honest to God, how do we think Grant's doing?
2: I think he's
0: hanging
3: on by
2: what a hap- thread. <laughs> what he sounds to
0: his... great with them.
3: No, that's not what I asked, Donna.
0: Okay. Uh... How's
3: he doing as a human being?
0: Oh, I'm sure he's got some trauma that it's he's dealing be with.
3: Worse than when he was with us, right?
0: Oh gosh. Everyone loves working with us. Oh, for sure. We're so easy. We're, We're laid like back. whatever.
3: We don't care. You
0: screw up, whatever. You it's
3: fine. Are you suggesting Lori and Julia not as laid back? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: know Julia listens. How you doing, Julia? Hey
1: Julia. <laughs> How's it
0: going? Love you. Long-time listener,
3: a pleasure. First <laughs> time, long time.
0: They're just a they're just a little intense, is what it is, right?
3: Yeah, like try to imagine Lori relaxing. Yeah, she reminds me of a person. I once I once worked <laughs> with this woman who was a uh, who worked PR at Reels where I worked before, and her her uh, assistant, her administrative assistant came to me once and I said, man, she's a machine. Like she's all, She walks into a room and it's like brrr, all the time. And he had worked with her for years. And he said, you want to know the scariest thing about her? <laughs> he said, I've worked with her for years and seen her in all different situations. I have never seen her yawn. <laughs> And I was like, Whoa, that what a warning sign. That's funny. You seen Barghini yawn? I don't know if I have. She might not even have that reflex. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, anyway, cute. That's very cute. Um, I watched over the weekend on Disney Plus Muppets Haunted Mansion. No. And I like the Muppets. And I like Disney. And I did not like Muppets Haunted Mansion. What happened? You know, I think I figured it out. It's only 52 minutes long, which means... That's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect in terms of length. But what this is, more than it is a movie, it's not a movie. It's like a TV special. Oh, okay. It's like a Halloween TV special, which means too many interrupting cameos, throwaway scenes... In a narrative, a, a storyline that just didn't—not that you turn to Muppets for storyline—but just it all felt rather thin. It felt rather one-note, and we all wanted to like it. And all of the kids, we all felt the same way. Mom, dad, the kids—just like it
0: was okay. I, um, I didn't even think the trailer was that great. Dang. It felt a little like, huh, what? And it
2: does tie story? into the Haunted Mansion ride slash movie for franchise sure. of Disney? Okay.
3: Yep. That was probably the best part of it was Isn't when we the, realized uh, like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's the song. That's the song. There's a little Easter egg in there. There's an, a cameo for like diehard Disney fans will recognize someone who comes in and sort of polishes up the, uh, the floating head inside of the crystal ball at one point. Okay. But, Mm. go ahead i've
0: never done the haunted mansion at disney i w- whenever mm. you guys talk about the haunted mansion i think about tower of terror
3: and it is not that
0: it's different this is okay yeah. so what happens in the haunted mansion at disney
3: thanks for asking donna <laughs> your courage is always
0: really inspiring
3: thanks. um in the haunted mansion it's sort of set as this this old house that was a mansion that was had just sort of gone vacant, and some souls souls were trapped there. It's filled uh, with ghosts. So you go past the dining scene. Excuse me, one second.
0: Okay, Steve's so going to do something really gross off Mike yeah. uh, that involves uh, his cold. Yes, he well, has haunted mansion. Kind of
2: yes, it involves a lot of ghosts. A lot of um, there's a lot of cool. At least I haven't been in a, a few years. But you're riding this ride and the way they do things with mirrors and lasers and projectors and stuff it looks like a ghost is riding next to you and there's yeah. all
3: this
0: kind of i don't 3D like that
3: no it's really cool is it's it cartoony scary? and cute it's cartoony and cute oh, yeah oh oh oh
1: you, you go
3: past the dining scene at one point and there are these it's an empty dining room table and then the ghosts are there eating and dancing and it's really interesting and then you get to this point where the first half of the ride is it's haunted and there's this doom doom music oh, and it's just creepy maybe i have creepy. been in there and then the back half of it is when you realize these ghouls are having a party. They're loving life. They're out all night and just yucking it up, sort of like they are in Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, just swashbucklers having a good time. That's what okay. these ghosts are doing in the song "Grim Grinning Ghosts Come Out to Socialize." And I'm it's, it's this, it's cute it really because I've
0: been in here. It sounds somewhat familiar.
3: It, you know, my first time being on it was when uh, I had been to Disney. You know, on two trips before, but my first time going on the ride was this past April. And so this is the first half of the ride. And you, welcome to the haunted mansion with blubbity blubbity blue. And everything's dark, and then there's a ghostly image that passes by.
0: I do love a good organ. Yes. (laughs) Okay, I'm writing that one down. (laughs) Rocco, clean it up. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> but then so now Rocco go like six minutes into this track or okay right. something it's probably like a 14 minute track or something <laughs> <laughs> so this is when they're having a, a party bend. on the back half so the first half is like slow and creepy and then you go in through this ghostly party it's really fun and so yes it gives you shades of that those are the best parts of Muppets Haunted Mansion on Disney plus when we realize oh yeah that's the song that's the song oh that's the bride
0: oh that's cute. outside of that
3: though it was like it just you know you, Pixar ruined us all right They made us all expect a story Even in children's entertainment you want, a line. <laughs> you want to through that Shut up I mean, okay. <laughs> But they make us all want a story And so What's your problem with Pixar
0: Nothing it's great I just don't I think I've only seen a handful of Pixar movies Thank you <laughs> You're welcome I've seen Up I've seen Wall E Great I don't remember much about it. Oh, I've seen Toy Story. There,
3: well, it's a quadrilogy too.
0: Now, Steve, let me ask you this: because you've watched, no,
2: you've you've recommended the Muppets show. Yeah, we're out of time here. But does it? Is there a disconnect without the Jim Henson with the new voices?
3: No. Here's what you have to watch: the Muppet movie that came out in 2011, Jason Segel, Amy Adams. That one is the best Muppet production that's ever been created. It is so well done. It is so clever. The writing, it's self-acknowledging, self-aware, self-deprecating. It's great. Let's take a break.
0: All right, fine.
3: Uh, Movie news when we come back.